can't drink like me, you can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh my goodness. Episode of the Hole in None podcast with me, words, and my neighbor, BJE, Mr. Doty Fade. On tonight's podcast, there's only one thing to talk about the Masters. Hi, Johnny. Hello, words. Uh. Hello, words. <laughs> Can you fucking hear my smile through this fucking <laughs> microphone? Yeah. Everyone else. Can you feel my eye roll? I'm <laughs> about to have a fucking stroke. <laughs> well, obviously. We all know the man with the golden nose got the green jacket words. Yeah. Yes, he did. And with that, you, um, you've overtaken me for the first time this season in the most important, uh, important matchup of the year. So congratulations, Johnny. You won this season. Um, piss off match, whatever. Yeah, you, you, think, you think just because you humbly come and you know, announce that all I right, win sh- that I'm not going to fucking just completely, all right, I'll completely show, show relish in <laughs> victory. All right, I'll see you later, man. Words, it really was phenomenal because throughout the year, it was just like terrible, 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 terrible. And I got to admit, I did get pretty hot segment three. And I didn't end up winning segment three, which we'll get into later on. But I think I outpicked you by almost almost four and a half million dollars in that last segment, which made up all the ground. It didn't take a bunch of spreadsheets to figure out that I did not take DJ the Tour Championship. Um and the Masters. And the Masters. And I was on the wrong side of JT. Didn't take Bryson. I mean, yeah, lots of lots of things. But where, it. where it's Dustin Johnson, we, I think, you and I collectively resurrected his season and his <laughs> career when we released our hit single, Golden Nose, which is a great fucking song, by the way. Smash, still. smash hit. I played, it, I played it last night after the victory, and uh, Maggie literally couldn't get it out of her head for like, you know, few hours but she's like god damn it all i can think about is you and words this fucking song about the golden nose i was like well you should be be only thinking about that yeah uh, i think trump played it at his campaign rally <laughs> the one that he lost <laughs> but uh just more importantly you know dj looked like a kind of a lost player there for a little while we record that song and in literally his last six finishes of the year he had three wins like two second places and like a t6 at the at the u.s open so I think he has us to thank for kind of resurging his career, but I have DJ to thank for absolutely cucking you in the fantasy standings because, like I said, he is the reason why I came back and won this thing. But if you said, I think correctly, I don't think I ever had a lead on you the entire fucking season only to win it in the Masters with DJ the last week of the year. Yeah, won it in 23rd place. 25th. But that was the other thing. I said I still think I have a chance, and you said – what to finish middle of the pack? 
<laughs> and I said no to fucking beat you. Not only did I beat you, 25th out of, you know, like 60. It's a little bit better than middle of the pack. Hell, that's like better than <laughs> half, man. Shit. I do want to give a special shout out, though. And this was terrible to see when I did uh, uh, update the final standings. The person directly one spot ahead of me. My sister beat me by like $26,000, so she beat both of us. I, I smiled a little <laughs> when I saw that. <laughs> and when I told I we went to dinner last night, we went and uh, had some pizza, some wine, and uh, I, I said to her, I go, All right, I, I'm going to tell you this because I know you haven't looked yet. I ended up coming back and beating words, and she was like, no fucking way you did. Weren't you like way down? Yes, I was. And I was like, and I didn't really want to tell you this, but you ended up beating me in words too. And she was like, did I really? And I was like, yeah, why do we even have a podcast? <laughs> We're so-called experts, right? Special family <laughs> moments. I was like, fuck you! Well, in all seriousness, I was over here Friday night with you and Chapo, and I said, listen, I know that if DJ wins, it's going to cost me, and I could care less. I, I want DJ to win, especially after his opening opening Thursday. He was, what, seven under, um, had the outright lead after the first day. Shot a respectable two under on Friday and um, still had the lead, but he needed to he needed to do some work on the weekend, of course. And he had been in that spot a bunch, and uh, he had never come through with it. But you know, I told you guys then. You did tell us that words, and I will say, DJ goes on to be a wire to wire champion. I think he's only one of you know six seven guys. Speed did it back in 2015. But, boy, did we have a fucking good time here with Chapo. And, boy, Friday night, he sure was giving you shit about that mop of yours, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Told you you needed a fucking haircut or that your hair just looked stupid. And you were like, what the fuck's wrong with you, Chapo? Fucking <laughs> 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 dick. I've been mistaken for Pat Bates before, motherfucker. What have you ever done? <laughs> Son of a bitch. The kid on the fucking cover of Mad Magazine? <laughs> no. Somebody thought you were fucking Bill Burr flying out of DFW one time? <laughs> no, Chapo was great. I saw his car. I had come in from, uh, I, I ate dinner with Jenny and, and Wheezy, and uh, when I was coming back, I saw Chapo's car was here, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> so I went in, kind of like, oh, man, I'm kind of getting tired, Jenny. You know, just, let's go, bed, go to bed with Wheezy. So we all just laid down, and they were going to bed. I was like, hey, I think I'm going to go next door and just you know, hang with Jay and Chapo for a while. Big mistake. Scene. <laughs> Big mistake. Yeah, uh, we, I believe, so you were there for part of that day. That We had an epic Thursday. Uh, you and I, literally, you out of nowhere called me at about 9.50 a.m., and I'm sitting on the couch watching golf. Was this Thursday or Friday? Thursday. Oh, no, Friday. So that was Friday. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Friday, Words calls me, and... You know, two tour pros are playing golf at our at our country club, Taylor Gooch, Rian Gibson. And he's like, hey, man, these guys just these guys are here playing today. It's wide open. We should go play. So sure enough, I'm I'm at the golf course in 15 minutes and words and I get in the cart and it's just the two of us. And by the second hole, you know, our boy Jordan's the one that brings him out. And he's like, hey, you guys scoot through us because they had a fivesome. So we were just going to blow through them. And I look at words and I go, fuck yes, this means Taylor Gooch gets to see the fucking show. <laughs> and uh, we get up on the tee and I'm just ready to fucking crank one. And of course, I, I hit a fucking 50-yard Ric Flair out to the right. And it wasn't that bad, but I definitely hit it right and didn't hit a fairway. It was not my best swing. So you pulled yours a little bit left. So nothing too impressive. Yeah, I was just trying not to, you know, go, oh my God, I'm fucking back. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, then I hit my second shot in the sand, so we were four balls in the green, and here's words coming out of the sand. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, if I played this, I'm going to knock one of Taylor Gooch's fucking teeth out. This is just beautiful. On, on top of that, too, you know, I'm I'm actually just barely in the, like, I'm in the rough, but uh, Reed Gibson's just kind of up a little bit further past me into the right, and I'm thinking to myself, like, this is a perfect little hosel rocket into Reed Gibson. <laughs> like, you had a fear of literally knocking Gooch's teeth out with a bladed wedge from the bunker, and I thought I was going to shank one into Reed Gibson, so I'm glad we were at least both on the same, you know, confident uh, swing thoughts. <laughs> we both <laughs> it did come through with good shots, though, thankfully. But a- after we breezed through in, like, 2.45, I spent the next, like, six hours there. I was there for, like, eight hours that day watching watching golf after we got done playing. So, hell of a Friday. Hell of a Friday. Um, so, yeah, uh, as you mentioned, though, you know, DJ goes wire to wire. and uh, Congrats. Yes, like I said, he'd been in that spot before on Sunday. He was a— uh, been the co-leader what like five times he previously was 0 for 4 in closing out 54 hole major leads or tied for the lead so he got it done the poor son of a bitch got you know like i almost feel like he has thrown some of those majors just so he doesn't have to like have the microphone in his face in front of everyone doing the ceremony like he did yesterday jim nance how about jim nance is a pro and like handled the whole cabin deal with just like unbelievably and Balionis had him on the green, and there was just like it was almost like Dustin was trying to make himself cry just to make her go away. Yeah, it's like God, just get the fuck away from me and let me go home, please. Which that was pretty crazy seeing DJ like that. But I do like that theory that he was faking because I still don't think DJ, you know, really has a soul or a heart or anything like that. <laughs> That's fucked up. No, 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 I don't mean that. I love DJ, obviously. Um, but it was definitely weird seeing him kind of choked up and at a loss for words and, you know, emotional as fuck talking to Amanda Balionis, uh, which she sounded like she was even crying a little bit, too. Uh, everyone was crying. They went back to Nick Faldo, and he was like, <laughs> what a bloke. What a fucking prats. What a good chop, that boy. Good chop. Um, but <laughs> even Faldo, before he had uh, wrapped things up on 18, but he was – playing 18 very quickly and Faldo's like I mean everyone every, he basically called Dustin Johnson an idiot uh you know a backhanded idiot he was like everyone always laughs at Dustin for you know in, what he says in front of the microphones the and, sandwiches yeah the sandwiches I mean give me a break yeah uh I, I did see an article uh I guess on ESPN and it was like how how the D- Johnson brothers went from dumb and dumber to masters champions <laughs> yeah, I and I was like that. what the <laughs> fuck that's the headline <laughs> I was like, that's a yeah. fucking slap in their face. Man, editors nowadays, I'll tell you. Which, you know, it is funny. You know, I, We kind of gave his brother shit cause for being dumb and doing the aim point shit on Wednesday night, at least from what I remember from the show. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they had been, I guess they've been a, a partnership, if you will. He's been caddying seven for him for now. seven years. Yeah. And initially, I do remember kind of first, when that first started, people kind of questioning it, like, Really, he's letting his brother be on the back. Shouldn't he have like an experienced caddy that can actually help him think? Because he's dumb. You know, that was like the the kind of general thought of the whole thing. And so, for them to kind of come to where they are now, I mean, fuck, Dustin has what twenty four, twenty five wins now on tour, two major two championships. You would have thought, and I think everyone thought when he won the U.S. Open at Oakmont that that was kind of going to open up way more opportunities for him. But 
I think Dustin Johnson could easily come back next year and, and start putting it together. But the same could be said for any guy who's coming off a major, I feel like. But Dustin Johnson is different. I agree. The second one always kind of validates the first, and now he's not known as like you know, the greatest golfer in the world, also most underachieving with only the one major. Um, yeah, he got the green jacket, so he's going to be, be playing there for a long time. And he's going to be long as shit for a long time, so – um, but yeah, back to Johnson, <laughs> Austin, you know, just cried like, God damn it. It should have been me. I all the talent. <laughs> My older brother, older brother sucked. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause you know, I think Nick Faldo was like, you know, he's a good player in his own rider. Like Ian Baker Finch might've said that, but I do, I do think it's funny that, you know, Paulina runs out there as soon as DJ wins and, and Austin was like crying before the putt was even hold, you know what I mean? And then Paulina makes a special like run out to Austin to give him a hug. But um there was a like I, I just want to finish talking about Dustin Johnson. He should have won a PGA championship already. He typically has played well in open championships. I think Dustin Johnson is going to get the grand slam before Rory McIlroy probably ends up doing Ooh, it. That's a hot take. Yeah. I, I like that. I don't think, I don't, I don't know if Rory's ever going to be able to get it done. I don't know. Sergio did. He's Rory's got a lot of good years ahead of him also, but well, did you hear the thing that Rory said about the stress that Augusta caused him? Like that he lo- lost like 10 to 15 pounds a couple different times going there. He always overshares like with all that stuff. And like, he'll try to analyze what went wrong. Like on this, you know, after the 18th green on Sunday and it's just like too much. It's like, dude, just, just say you fucked up and <laughs> play well. I mean, you don't need to. Yeah. That's what gave him that gray hair in the first place. It was just fucking Augusta <laughs> national stress. Well, he got married. Look at Westy, dude. The, the very first time I think I brought this point up was when Westy put this girl on the bag. Helen story is her name. It's his, it's his girlfriend. She was on the bag and, um, yeah, everyone who's married now, Ricky Spieth, Ooh, Spieth. Spieth made the cut. He did make the cut. He had to make a long little putt to but do see, it. But see, listen to how you sounded. He did make the cut. This guy has fucking set tied, tied Tigers under par scoring record before DJ broke it this year. But we're kind of patting him on the back and applauding him for making the fucking cut. Yeah. Yeah, no, that – oh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, same could be said for, you know, Ricky. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's fucking lost. I mean, these guys are fucking— Married and, and married. These guys are the fucking—we have put this label on them, and we are fucking right. And Westy's chick, she's carrying a staff bag. She's not—she doesn't need to stand. She can take the staff bag. She's got an ass tat. I mean, she's ready to roll, baby. <laughs> I was pretty—I I don't know if I was more stunned that Westy comes out and shoots a 68 on Thursday or that he just pretty much mailed it in from there. I mean, he finishes with a couple 74s to— kind of rounded out but i was pretty impressed that westy seemingly was turning back the clock and it could have been a lot better than 68 that thursday yeah he left a few shots out there um but honestly that's all this fucking tournament was this year they broke so many scoring records i i heard i guess the scoring average from the field was the lowest in masters history cameron smith who finished second place by himself became the first player in masters history to shoot four rounds in the 60s dj breaks the scoring record by two shots does any of this you think have to do with no fans there, or do you think this is because of how soft the golf course was playing pretty much the first two, even three days? I think a lot of it's also like, what did the membership like? What did how did they want the course to play? Because it got a ton of rain, you know, that Thursday, which halted play. But I mean, they had the, the sub air on that entire golf course, and it seemed like they just wanted it to be really soft. Maybe that's also has to do with that's how that's how it is in November at Augusta. It, mm-hmm. It's just soft, but they definitely didn't want to dry it out. 
um, and get it fast and hard. And, um, you know, yeah, it, they, they were going after pins and, and dicing it up. But there were also a bunch of big scores out there. Yeah, and uh, obviously look no farther than my favorite player of all time, Tiger dropping a 10 on hole 12 on Sunday, which was uh, pretty remarkable. Three balls in the water, then he hits it over into that back bunker and kind of stumbles his way in from there, proceeds to go on and birdie five of his last six holes after that, which was, oh, what a true champion he is to just kind of put his nose to the grind and finish out after that 10. That was awesome, and it was also reassuring because he was kind of doing a little grab-you-back thing uh, on 12 after he put his third ball in the water, getting out of the sand trap, and I was like, oh, God, don't, just don't. Just finish, just finish your round, and uh, yeah, he finished his round all right. He fucking went out there and was... Uh, Firing at pins and making putts. Yeah, and it gives, I, you know, 144 days. This all this all begins again at Augusta. So I think it was also a, a good shot in the arm for him. He didn't look very uh, suicidal as he was getting ready to give uh, DJ his jacket. Well, going into the tournament too, you know, there was kind of I, I always kind of thought it was like, well, it fucking sucks for whoever wins this one because they're only going to get to be the defending Masters champion for like, you know, five months, six months, whatever it is, five and a half months. Bryson would have only had 144 days to wear his jacket everywhere. Exactly, but I did hear, you know, they they only let you keep it off property for the time you're the champion, but apparently they're going to let DJ keep his a full year or something until the the following Masters, so at least DJ gets to wear that fucking nice-ass jacket around for a little bit longer than just five months. You know Gary Player flew directly to South Africa in his green jacket right afterwards, like, oh, you want it? Come and get it. (laughs) I didn't know that, but that sounds like something Gary Player would do. Gary, you ultimate competitor so words i think this the the talk now you just brought him up we got to talk about bryson talk Ooh. about a all-time just i don't want to call it a flop but with all the hype and he does not deliver in any means struggles to make the cut actually his bogey on the 18th hole is what brought down that entire cut line another shot so had one guy come in after that and made birdie there was like three or four different guys that could have pushed that cut line back up and fucked him over but nobody did so Bryson gets in on the fucking number. We all know about the triple bogey he had on on three when he couldn't find his ball. And Look thir- on thirteen, his third hole of the tournament. Well, yeah, but then then on thirteen or on three, whenever he's looking for his ball with everybody else, on Friday, comes to yes. a rules official and says, "So you're telling me if we can't find this ball, it's a lost ball?" <laughs> uh, yeah, Bryson, it's a fucking lost ball if you don't find your ball. That's casual water. That's, that's <laughs> casual water. But yeah, I mean. I guess in his defense, that ball was somewhere where they were looking. They just couldn't find it. But is that just a perfect example of how hitting it really far could actually fuck you sometimes? Because, I mean, maybe that ball just came in from so fucking high up in the air that it plugged, you know? Well, I mean, Bryson is obviously the last bitchy boy of the year uh, for the show, which is good. Yes. Appropriately given to the best, biggest and best heel the PGA Tour has had in, in maybe forever because... I love Bryson. He has a, got a ton of talent, and I, I love how he really does try to push the envelope. But he is a fucking heel, you know, coming out and saying, adjusted par for me out here is 67, which, by the way, DJ ended up shooting cumulative 20 under. Giggity. Yes. Um, and just, oh, God, the dizziness comments. Are you kidding me? You know, he had the excuses after some bad play. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, my physical body, my body feels great. It's just my mind right now. I just, I've got these dizzy spells. I, don't, I, I took a COVID test. I mean, he went the full gamut, like, talk about shut the fuck up. Yeah, maybe you got a little dizzy because you were playing, like, such dog shit out there. 
you know, maybe I, I know I get a little nauseous whenever I'm playing horribly bad. Maybe well, it was some of that. Well, that and you know, in all of this bullshit where everyone wants to talk about how far he's going to hit, what he's going to have into, what holes, you know, and, and what got lost in the whole sense of everything, making par is still pretty goddamn good at Augusta, and you know, he did it his own way. And had he not, maybe he wouldn't have made as many big numbers, but. I think that all you got to do is look at the leaderboard. Bryson finishes two under, tied for 34th. Longest guy in the field probably, right? Tied for 29th, 63-year-old Bernhardt Longer beat Bryson DeChambeau, and Bernhardt hits it like 260 yards off the tee. Yeah. So there's two very different ways of going about golf. Hell, there's probably fucking a million different ways to go about yeah, golf. But in between those two, there are a million and billion. Bryson's, Bryson's experiment did not work here at Augusta. Maybe it will next year. Who knows? This time. There's also some, you know, not theory, but Bryson loves hitting in the shed and just, like, working on his game from a flat surface and just trying to get the numbers completely perfect. And, you know, not that I've played out there, but from what I've heard, the only flat shots you get at Augusta are on the tee boxes. So there may be something to do with uh, he doesn't like doesn't like hitting off the hilly the hilly stuff out there. And that and that also kind of could p- come back to having the same length clubs. You know, yep. when you have the same length clubs, if you have an uneven lie, that's get definitely going to have to change the way you hit it. Or maybe he was just pulling everything because he wanted to show Nick Faldo two twenty on the range on Wednesday night. I don't know <laughs> that. Too, that <laughs> maybe too. he was just pulling everything because he was trying to hit it too damn hard. Well, it was funny because I guess it was like maybe 18. He just smokes one, and then our boy, we're we're at the uh, in the men's grill, and our boy Klaus is like, "God, it looks like he's hitting like a long iron into this one." And he's like, "Oh shit, I forgot he has this all the same length clubs." <laughs> like, that yeah, you're good. right. That was good. Um, so yeah, Bryson Bryson was you know the most popular pick probably in our league outside of DJ also was up there two words, um, but. It did not work out for him. Um, as far as guys, you know, that did play well, how about Sung J.M. tied for second? He played great all week. He really had a chance to win the, the tournament for, well, actually, I, would, I wouldn't I would go as far as to say that anyone besides DJ had a chance to win the tournament. But um, for him and Cameron Smith to both Cam finish. Cameron Smith had a shot. He was 15 you know, under. The lead, right? From what I, I, I believe I heard them say on the telecast that 15 under is the high, or the lowest score ever for a non-winner yeah. at Augusta. So first time ever that anyone's shot uh, four four consecutive rounds in the sixties there either. And he played great. Uh, he had some miracle, uh, you know, shots from the the pine straw on on Sunday. He's got some long hair, Chapo. <laughs> I just need a wispy mustache. He, he and you, Cam Smith and Abe, Abe Anser, all yeah! have, all have the same haircut. <laughs> uh, Abe faltered a little bit there Sunday, but I, I want to talk about Cam Smith's mustache. Yeah. You couldn't really see it, and then when he turned the side, you could see, like, a little blonde cat whisker. <laughs> He'd probably do himself some favors by shaving that thing. I want to talk about Cam Smith's caddy. Oh, yeah, Crun- the Crunchy Pete look like? Yeah, but, you know, it looks a little more like he just rolled out of a methadone clinic. <laughs> yeah, he looked a little weathered. Looked like Crunchy <laughs> Pete, but, like, 28 very fastly aged years later. Between Crunchy Pete and uh, Happy Gilmore's caddy. That's did, right where that dude was. Did you I s- want to be right on his level. Did you see the, the Photoshop picture of, of his caddy wearing the the beer the the beer helmet? <laughs> the beer dispensing helmet that, you know, ca- uh, Happy Gilmore's caddy wore? <laughs> I did see a good Photoshop with him. 
Nice. I really did think that was Crunchy Pete. I texted you. It looks like Crunchy Pete's it, on it Cam does, Smith's bag. It does look like that. And I, <laughs> said, I think a bunch of dudes in Australia look like that. <laughs> You're right. The, like, sun blonde hair. Oh, Yoli! <laughs> Give me a Foster's. <laughs> what, yeah, the Foster's is the big one, right? Yeah. Oi! Oi! Um, so, Cam Smith, Sung J.M., great finishes Sung for both J. those guys. Words boy, 22 years old. He's got the game for Augusta, baby. Get it. What uh, I get to be very careful how I tiptoe around this. First person of Asian descent to put on a green jacket. Yes. Who? Sung Jay has the opportunity to do that. Oh, okay, okay. There hasn't been one, is what I'm saying. Well, you know, KJ Choi apparently had a couple. I remember when he had a couple great runs, and apparently he Aoki is, had he, some in the late nine, mid to late nineties. I th- I think I heard them say something about. Uh, Choi giving Sung Jay a little bit of advice on how to play the course. So good for good for old KJ. Um, JT he finished uh, outright fourth. He looked good for a long time, and he scared the shit out of me when he was tied for the lead uh, going into the weekend. He yeah, just he looked so good before he, that. He pressed a little on Saturday when DJ was going crazy out there, and uh, I think he kind of dropped a shot on fifteen, maybe hit one in the water there, uh, and yeah, a bunch of kind of. Loose bogeys coming through after he saw kind of DJ had that lead. So, words probably one of the biggest jokes of the whole tournament. And I, I feel almost guilty for this guy, but it's hard to feel guilty for a guy that's probably worth half a billion dollars. Rory McElroy, after a 75 in the first round, righted the ship, finished T5, uh, 66, 67, 69 finish. And it was a 75 in conditions that everyone was absolutely dominating in and it's where he used to dominate on that exact you know soft wet where he could just bomb it and go hit it on the green and make a putt and he obviously hasn't done that in a long time now the shot that he hit on 16 was possibly one of the worst shots i've ever seen a professional golfer hit much less the number one former number one player in the world multiple major champion multiple fedex come champion rory like duff chunked hooked one into the water on 16 when the pin was like front right and he hits it like 20 yards short and left into the water yeah that was even more jarring after i had uh either heard or he tweeted out that but jack said he has never hit one in the water on 16 not once that's pretty damning it is and speed had one also that was just as bad he had to where he went in the water he had to drop like right at the foot of it so he had like a 60 yard shot for a second mm-hmm yeah, so uh, Rory was there tied for fifth, and the guy he was tied with was the guy who stole the show. A lot of talk from, from our house and from Chapo. Dylan Fratelli. Fratelli has a breakthrough week. T5, first, I think, top 20 finish in a major, but there was a period of time where Dylan Fratelli looked like he might have a chance to win. And just such like a goobery-looking guy. He's got to wear the Oakley deal, so it's like, you know, all their clothes, but he he does the spectacles also looking like Chris Sabo out there. <laughs> after his Eric round, Gagne. after his round Saturday, he took his glasses off, and I was like, "Oh my god, kind of handsome." Are you like, are you Prince of Spain or something? Yeah. <laughs> you like Julio Iglesias, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Fratelli Fratelli had a sixty-five and a sixty-seven. Unfortunately, the other two rounds he had sandwiched in the, there was uh, seventy-five and seventy-three, or seventy-three and seventy-two. So, um, pretty good sh- uh, appearance there. Rounding out the top 10, though, C.T. Pan was mixed in there. Don't tell me how he got there. I don't really care to talk about him. Also tied for seventh with him. Your two picks, John Rahm, Brooks Kepka. 
how about that that three wood that Rom hit on number eight of the final round Sunday that mm. never got off the ground? Yeah, he ended up uh, doubling or tripling that hole because he he got Barky after that too. Uh huh. Yeah, he got to, when he gets. I mean, he's short. Anyways, his backswing. I mean, his backswing is very short. When he gets even shorter to get quicker, I mean, it is. That thing never left the ground and was a thirty yard hook into the shit, and then he punched it off the the, the a tree and it went back into the shit. So yeah, it's he's so awesome. It's just it's incredible that that, that happened. I know it was, and he's hit Shanks at Augusta before. Yes, not that I mean in years past. Yes, and and I I brought that up when I was watching the the tournament on Saturday. It's like and actually it might have been Sunday, but you know, for somebody who's the caliber of player John Rahm is, I have literally seen him shank the ball like four or five times on tour, which is fucking crazy. He's still a young lad. Still a young lad. Um so yeah, that pretty much rounds out. Oh, Brooks Kepka. I, I was impressed with Brooks's performance. Uh good for Brooks. I love Brooks and I can't wait to see what Brooks is going to do going into this next golf year because yeah. he's he's back where he needs to be and he's going to win some more majors I'll probably take him in all four again next year <laughs> hey you you better save your picks words you better save those picks fuck off um, what, so, a co- what a COVID year exactly uh, other than that words you I, I was on Xander Schauffele he really fizzled out he started three under through his first three holes uh, never really had a chance. He finished with a 67. He was one of the guys in the top five after the first round. But after that, he really just wasn't a, a factor in the tournament. They had some good stuff on Xander and his dad, who also has – he doesn't also, but he does have a sick ponytail. And he used to be a track and field star, and, like, he, he lost sight in his left eye, so he's got kind of this squinty left eye. He looks like a badass. But apparently they're uh, – it's Xander's swing coach, like, still. Oh, really? And apparently they're not afraid to just motherfuck each other and get in each other's faces. Fuck you, the, Dad! <laughs> on the driving range. And uh, I really, really like hearing that. Makes me like both of them a lot more. Xander, I mean, pressure's on him now, though. Morikawa's got one. Z- Wolf is right there. DeChambeau. Xander's got plenty of time. He does. His time will come. Hey. He's only been on tour for, like, four four years now. I mean, he'll, he'll be there. Well, I will say, though, definitely a guy with a ponytail would name their kid Xander. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, I wonder, is his name Alexander? No. Nah. Like, what if it was Alex Shoffley? <laughs> oh, Johnny. The one, one other guy I wanted to shout out, Abe Answer. Got he, it, proud he, of the way he played. That poor bastard. Hey, he got a little taste of the cauldron at Augusta on Sunday, so that's – that's what you can take away from it. He played great, and uh, he's still – I mean, that was one guy we thought was going to win this year that, you know, was knocking on the door, came close. And uh, winning and not winning out there is, the, like, the, the margin of what, what, you, what you are and what you have to be is so freaking thin that, you know, you hope you just, he gets the monkey off his back next year and it doesn't, like, become a thing where he's just, like, just can't do it like Charles Howe III. Well, from the prop bet we did have that we didn't put any money on or anything, I think we well, were going to have to do something stupid that I was drunk when I said and I don't remember, but you did have the low first-time player as Abe answer. I went with Jason Kokrak. Jason Kokrak played well, missed the cut on the second day with a shitty number, so congratulations. At least you at least you won a meaningless bet there. Yeah, and you lost like $700 with all your bets, so that's, <laughs> that makes me feel better too. Actually, words, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I won two hundred and twenty-five dollars on that Dustin Johnson pick, which covered my two hundred dollars that I put the. Oh, you did put money on DJ. I did eight to one, so that paid me back. Because uh, you know, I I split some of that action with my sister, so luckily I broke dead even. But I think I'm just going to roll all that money over and bet on the Sooners this weekend, heavy. So your sister handles your bets, is what you're saying? 
No, she bet on fucking Tony Finau and Tiger. Ugh. So it's like, oh, yeah. No, I was like, I'm on Tiger too, but like, if he doesn't win, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the Masters words. That was a fun, that's season two, amigo. Yep. So I guess we got to give one final breakdown of the fantasy golf season and standings. Um, there was a four. I'm sorry. There was a five way tie for first, and those are only the guys I'm going to talk about because that's all that matters. The Laser, Molly McCurdy, Sunday Red, T-Wolf, and Jansen's Chili Peppers, they all had the same picks except for um, they all had DJ, Rom, and JT. The Laser had Brooks Kepka instead of Rom, which Rom and, and Kepka tied, so that's how they all evened out. $2.98 million for, for those guys. Words, I was back there at T21 at $2.3 million with DJ in there. Uh, unfortunately, Words, or I, I should say fortunately for me, you didn't crack the million-dollar mark. You had $778,000. Now, as far as the overall standings go, that's going to leave me at 25th. I moved up nine spots. You fell seven spots to 33rd, which was a number I sat at for a while, Words. So uh, I finished with just over $20 million. You finished with nineteen three three seven. So I ended up edging you out by about $670,000. Yeah! Other than that, you know, that's the one thing I can hang my hat on because I didn't win any money this year in fantasy, but at least I beat you. Mm. Um, the rest of the the, <laughs> the rest of the league, though, two gloves attorney. What an improbable run. The guy had a grasp on the lead the whole season. Doug Nix is your season-long champion. He ended up winning by over half a million dollars. Congratulations, Doug. Congrats. Good. Hey, good winner. He's not going to go blow it on hookers. <laughs> no. Good. Good guy to win. He'll probably do something Knicks. nice for his family because he's a great dude. Um, but second place, the real Lafferty Daniel, Bart Shelley, great run. Uh, he was in it all year. He ended up moving up one spot from third to second to get that ex- extra little cash in his pocket. Third, no, he will go buy hookers with it. <laughs> no, congrats, Bart. Third, third place words. Jansen's Chili Peppers, Elizabeth Roberts, the CEO, I shouldn't say CEO, commissioner's wife. What a run she went on. That nets her the third place overall trophy. And rounding out the last— And a new mother this year also, so— Well, rounding out the last payable spot, we played top four spots. LBBCBH, Brad Hondros, he was up there the whole time too. He ended up with 150 bucks. Now, as far as segment three goes, words— Congratulations, Brad. That huge run from Elizabeth, she ends up winning. Not only does she get third place, she gets segment three first place— uh, second place there was Eddie Radosevich, El Pato's Army. He gets $100 for second place. Strong finish. And in the majors only, would all be damned, Jansen's Chili Peppers, Elizabeth Roberts takes home the majors championship. Tony Morales, Tony Boys, he's there in second. And then Daryl Smith, Carl's Bad D, finishes in third. Unbelievable sweep there. Uh, Elizabeth Roberts is going to finish third in the overall, first in the majors only, first in segment three and then a little cash on top with the Masters finish. She's going to win over 1200 on that. I mean, you had a kid this year, yes, but admit it, this was better. <laughs> congratulations, what's, Elizabeth. What, what's C-Rob's cut of that? So congrats to congrats on that run. Uh, and Tony Morales, too, late uh, late starter of the league. Glad you got in, bud. Good, good picking. So 
that kind of rounds out everything, Words. Uh, we're, we're all paid out. At least they're, they'll be getting paid out here pretty soon. And so they don't trust us with that shit. Yeah, exactly. We're, we do not handle the cash or it would have been blown a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so I guess that just means we get about six, seven <laughs> weeks off and we'll be back for the Tournament of Champions here in a little bit, huh? Yeah, exactly. I'll see you in seven weeks. Maybe we'll drop a line uh, somewhere between now and then just to say hey. Yeah, and, and I I really don't want to see you for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, get the hell out of my <laughs> get the hell out of my life already. Remember when our intern told us that? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh wait, we got a shout out. Shout out Christian. <clears throat> Have we mentioned him on the show? Yet? No, we haven't. Our intern Christian got a job at Nike. So if you want to intern with us, it opens fucking millions of opportunities for you. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we were on his resume too. It's like, yeah. he he doesn't want his name associated with this. I'm I'm pissed off that you used his last okay, name. Yeah, we'll edit that out. <laughs> we'll put a beep in there. Action. Well, I guess this is it, Johnny. Thanks for hosting once again. Like I said, I hope I don't I don't see you for a long time. Well, of course, words and one parting. You always ask me my one parting words before we go. The golden nose. This is the year of the golden nose. That's all I gotta say. So this year of the Golden Nose now? No, this is the year of the Golden Nose. Congrats to J- Dustin Johnson. What a hell of a season. Hell of a second ma- uh, major championship. He's going to look good in that green jacket for the time being. Now, we didn't even mention Paulina. She looked good, too. Amen. He got a little slappy on that ass like, walking, <laughs> off, uh, walking off 18. <laughs> he did get a little slappy. <laughs> all right. That's all we got. Uh, we love you. Keep your head down.
I'm so bored from fucking 